You're listening to The Omni Show. Get to know the people and stories behind the Omni Group's award-winning productivity apps for Mac and iOS. Music. I'm your host, Brent Simmons. In the studio with me today is Derek Reif, front-end web developer here at the Omni Group. Say hello, Derek. Hello, Derek. So, front-end web developer. I imagine most of your job is trying to make our marketing websites fit on an iPhone SE. That's true, yeah. It's not my first choice to develop for the iPhone SE, but it's Michelle's first choice. Okay. So I start with uh, huge monitors, and Michelle makes me make sure if it's on an iPhone SE. That actually probably is... It's really not just the SE, but responsive design in general is, um, it's your job to make that work and Michelle's job to find all the places where yeah. it broke. Yeah, yeah. It is very important. Since I've been in this position, you notice just about every non-responsive web page. Mm. So yeah, it's, uh, Michelle does a great job. And most of our, I would say almost all of our pages fit on an iPhone SE. Yeah, it's amazing. So what, what, what kind of tools do you use to, to do that development? Do you use Safari's responsive design mode? Is that like your, your go-to thing? Or are you surrounded by devices and just constantly checking things? How does that work? Yeah, definitely not a multi-device person. Safari's responsive design mode is great. Chrome's is, is very good too. The 1X, 2X, 3X in Safari is, is, is pretty nice. So what is your text editor of choice? It used to be TextMate. TextMate for a solid probably seven years. I tried Atom, which mm-hmm. is GitHub's oh, yeah, sure. open source editor. Mm-hmm. And it's great, but it really consumes CPU cycles. So Troy, our previous front end turned back end turned engineer, uh, recommended Sublime Text mm-hmm. quite a while ago. And I finally okay. tried that out. And that's a really nice, extensible editor, okay. especially for web development. Uh, is the extensibility a big part of what you like about it? It's pretty huge, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Being able to, in a few seconds, search for a plugin and install something for React mm-hmm. or React Native is, is pretty nice. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I've heard there's a large developer community around that. Yeah, um, yeah. I tried it, and I have more specific requirements about what I want my Mac apps to be like, and it just wasn't quite there. So I'm still using BB Edit after all these it's years. It's not but, quite there, yeah. yeah. Does does BB Edit have extensibility? Oh, it certainly does. Um, but probably not the large collection that Sublime Text has. Yeah, yeah. But, but you yeah, can write you your can, own. You can write your own or find some, but often in BB Edit, yeah, you might be writing your own. But it's a text editor that works the way Mac text editors are supposed to work in in just the normal sense. Uh, so you're writing code. You're, you're you're doing our marketing websites, which is omnigroup.com, all the product pages, inside OmniFocus, inside OmniGraffle. I don't even know what all else. We have more websites. I seem to learn about a new one every day. And yeah. these are all yours. Yeah, what do we have? We have, uh, in addition, we have support.omnigroup. Uh, of course. Internally, we have guidebook. And I don't touch that often, but if we needed some front-end changes, that would be mine. Stenciltown. Stenciltown. Is that yeah. it? That might be it. Okay. And so you're, you're using JavaScript, HTML. Do you have a 
preference on the compass versus SAS versus, or are you just writing your CSS? Yeah, so up or? for the marketing site and for all of our other sites, because it, once you start writing in SAS, it's really hard to go back to plain CSS. But SAS compiles to CSS and it's fast and you can nest as much as you want. Mm. Um, try to stay away from going too deep. But yeah, HTML, CSS, JavaScript. JavaScript is one of the languages I'm fairly new to. It's just not something that I've had to deal with. I'm into Python mostly. But I'm currently trying to get a little more familiar with JavaScript by replacing older jQuery references or functions with plain vanilla JavaScript. Hmm. I've seen that that appears to be almost a trend. For you and for most people, is that a function of just jQuery is old or jQuery is another dependency that you might want to get rid of? Or what's the reason for doing that? I think for us, it's jQuery was huge 10 years ago, maybe more recent than that. And it's just one more dependency that we should be getting rid of. Mm -hmm. Now that we're doing some of our projects in React, we might do more of that in the future. We just started playing around with Vue. We're using that in a few places. So yeah, I think it's it's just filling one hole that we found with another. Mm -hmm. It just occurs to me that if you're getting rid of jQuery as a dependency, and you're turning a one-liner in jQuery over to 10 or 15 JavaScript lines, you might end up writing your own kind of in-house jQuery because you realize you have all these functions that could be replaced by a single line. And then so you write your own framework that can do that single line, if that makes sense. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of that. Unfortunately, I'm still in the beginning stages of JavaScript. So Mm -hmm. any potential frameworks that I might be writing are just pipe dreams right now. So once I realize what those frameworks could be, perhaps they would get fleshed out into something that that actually makes sense. But there is a rule that there has to be a hot new JavaScript framework released on the web. I think it's daily now. It used yeah, to be weekly. Yeah, at I'm least, sure up the daily. At least so you may have to take your turn. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some great frameworks out there that don't really do anything. They're just vectors for malware. Yeah. Bitcoin mining. That's <laughs> right, actually that's on it. the Omni Group site right now. But uh, we're not mining bitcoins, are we? Cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. So what's the workflow like? Caitlin does most of the design for for the marketing sites, right? So once we come up with a plan for something, Caitlin does a design, gives you mock-ups, flowcharts? What yeah, kind of stuff do you typically get? we come up with what we need to do in our design meetings. Design is the umbrella for marketing and UX and all of our websites. Caitlin will put together a Graffle document and will file a bug. With the new design, I will, as much as I can, get everything ready to push to our test server. Uh, Michelle will visit the test server, find everything that I had forgotten, mostly screen sizes. Mm. She is the uh, best. At she this. is the best. Yeah. Um, we interviewed her uh, in an earlier episode. In fact, she yeah, talked quite yeah, a bit about she this has stuff. Yeah. wonderful workflows, mm-hmm. um, and they find, they find everything. So we use a few different back-end things. So you're a front-end developer, but you also work with, what do we have, um, Expression Engine, Django, and WordPress powering some of our sites? Yeah, Inside OmniGraffle uh, runs on WordPress, which I really like. We have 
others here with strong opinions that say WordPress is, uh, I don't want to say overkill, but why use WordPress when we can create a new Django project from scratch? Right, sure. Um, which but then maybe that's overkill too. I don't know. <laughs> I'm beginning to form my own strong opinions. Mm. Inside OmniGraffle runs on, on WordPress. I would say the vast majority of our sites run on Django, um, which I, 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 I really Python, do right? appreciate Django. Django is Python. Mm. Very mature now. I just a few, probably last month, finished converting Inside OmniFocus to Django 2 and Python 3. Still working on getting that pushed out to a real live server, but it's almost there. And you've also been doing some work on OmniFocus for the web, I understand, which is pretty cool coming out yeah. pretty soon. Yeah, it's very cool. I'm very much a likes to work with deadlines person. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea that I can pitch in and help. So OmniFocus for the web, which uh, there's been an Omni show about, runs on React. And React is very new to me. So I'm mostly just learning, but I'm able to take 10 bugs that might get in the way of Greg or Chris Mm -hmm. um, so they don't have to think about it. Yeah. So that's been fun. Yeah. I don't know if you've been watching any of the feedback about it, but so far people seem to really, really like Omni. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. So how'd you come to Omni? You've been, you've been at the company for over 10 years now. I'm given to understand. How did you get here in the first place? Uh, Yeah. So I think I just hit 10 years in September. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's flown by and it's been great. I just finished college in Indiana, really small school. A friend had asked what I was doing. And up until August that year, I thought I was going to move to Columbus, Ohio. Hmm. No particular reason, just that it wasn't Indiana. Um, Now, how far from Indiana? Obviously not as far away as Seattle is. but Yeah, that's about two and a half hours, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my buddy asked what I was doing. I didn't really know. He was coming to Seattle to walk dogs. Asked if I wanted to join. I said, yeah, why not? Found this support job on Craigslist. It was for the first round of phone support people that we would hire. Okay. Drove out to Seattle. Had the interview a few days later. I guess I made the right impression. Mm -hmm. Um, Got the job, great company. Got me through two sort of not perfect years in Seattle. Mm -hmm. But once Seattle clicked, I stayed, decided to stay. What do you like about the city? Seattle has some great beer. Yeah, for sure. We've got some great mountains. Mm -hmm. Two hours to the west, hour to the east. Great place to run. It's beautiful almost every direction. Surrounded by water. Yeah. Beautiful in every direction. It's a big city that is made up of small neighborhoods. Mm, For a really long time, I thought I would move to Chicago or Boston or New York. Visiting each city made me realize that I would get eaten alive if I actually moved there. Mm. But Seattle doesn't have that. You can stay completely siloed if you want, Mm -hmm. or you can go out and... There's stuff everywhere. Talk to Every day. Yeah. 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 It's a good town. I live in Ballard. I love my neighborhood. I've been there almost 20 years now. And it's like its own small little place. Yeah. It's really I live just east in Fremont. Okay. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. but maybe the listeners listeners may not know. Fremont is next to Ballard. Yeah. Yeah. Fremont is between Ballard and the office where we are Mm -hmm. right now. Mm Mm-hmm. So you got a job from Craigslist here at Omni doing phone support and uh, about three years at, 
at that, which is it's a pretty good long run talking to people on the phone every day for three years. And then you moved into marketing from there? Yeah. Yeah. We had an opening. I went to college uh, for journalism and computer science. We needed some writing done and it was a pretty good fit. So I started doing some blog posts and we got into newsletters and product pages, a lot of copywriting screenshots. I think five years ago, I was even doing, I forget when Mark got here. Five years ago? Five years ago. Yeah. Pre-Mark, I was even trying to do some screencasts. Oh, nice. I think there might be, there might've been one screencast yeah. out there with my name on it yeah, and cool. voice. So doing that for a while. And then um, did you find yourself just having to do more of the front end web development? You know, so you write the page and then you actually make the page. Was that kind of how that went or? Yeah. Yeah. Before Chris got here, Troy was doing most of our web work. We had a few other people over the years as well, but people get stretched thin. We launched mm -hmm. a lot of websites in a two year period yeah. and uh, yeah, you're right. I would write the copy and then Grayson would say, Hey, do you think you could also actually do make the page, page too? Right. Yeah. And I did. And I, I've been, you know, doing super small one-off sites for a while and, and really enjoyed web development. So when the opportunity came to go in full time, it was a no brainer. Mm. So we had the, in my head, I was called the big switcheroo. Yeah. The big where switch. There were, Four people affected all one day. Chris took Troy's job. Chris Troy was previously back end. Okay, right. Okay, yeah. Troy went to engineering. So he went from the fourth floor to the third floor. You took Chris's job as front-end web yeah. developer. And I took your job. And now I'm in Troy's old office. You didn't have to move. Troy went downstairs. I don't think Chris had to move. But yeah, four people just kind of like rotated positions. The big switch. Yeah. Decisions and things like that don't usually happen quickly, but it seems like this one happened just like one yeah, day. This was a this yeah. was a two hour max, I think. I was amazed. It was perfect for me. I, I didn't even have to think about it either. Just like yeah. I was just not feeling great about writing code and feeling like, yeah, I can write blog posts. Yeah. That's something I like. Yeah. Sort of the same for me. Just over the years. And you do one thing for a very long time and you might yeah. think about doing something different. Indeed. Yeah. So you're a dog person. Dog person, yeah, yeah, yeah. But apartment bound, so you're dog free currently. Yeah, yeah. I think that dogs just have a, a lot more to give than cats. Hmm. Interesting. I'm a cat person. Maybe so the maybe we're gonna this... have to have a have a fight. <laughs> I like dogs. Dogs are nice. Yeah, we could get all into this, but it would take hours. Yeah, yeah I really than tabs versus I spaces. really enjoy encouraging people without dogs to get dogs. So any new friend that's thinking about it, I, I make sure I offer, I can give them a week, a year mm, of free mm -hmm. dog sitting. So okay. hopefully that spurs people to action. Yeah. As a dog person, do you ever imagine yourself surrounded by like five dogs or 10 dogs or 20 dogs? Just like living somewhere and I do think the more dogs, whole bunch of dogs, the merrier. Mm -hmm. um, I think a three-year plan would be a couple acres on... And I always say this right. People notice. Vashon? Vashon. 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 I don't know. Vashon Island with five to 20 German shepherds um, mm. adopted. Old, right. old German shepherds that just need to old, walk set around. Set in their ways. Just want to watch TV. The rain. 
Yeah. Or watch TV, yeah. Yeah. Complain about kids these days, puppies these days. Puppies these days. Hey, puppies, get off my lawn. Trying to run around. <laughs> yeah, that's a good dream. So I know you don't like to talk about the fact that you're a runner, but we're going to talk about it anyway. You don't just run marathons, run ultra marathons. Uh, whatever made you do that? Yeah, the origin story is that my sisters and I are pretty competitive with each other. The sibling rivalry is real. Um, my sister, older sister, <clears throat> Lauren, has been running marathons for a lot of years. My little sister, about six years ago, started getting into them as well. So I started out because I knew that I needed to beat their marathon time. Mm -hmm. okay. I tried my first marathon. I failed by probably an hour. Mm. But it hurt a lot, and I decided I would <laughs> probably do it again. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I, I understand that thought process. Yeah. yeah. That's miserable. Yeah. I'm ready. Let's go again. It took, you know, two days. Yeah, yeah. But they are a lot of fun. It's kind of interesting to have your legs give out on you. Mm. So I, I kept training. The second one was better. And long story short, I think maybe the most my dad has smiled was the day that we all got to run, my sisters and I, the uh, Boston Marathon together. Oh, he that's was, so awesome. He was thrilled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Had your dad been a runner or is he still a runner? He ran in high school and junior high, I think, mm -hmm. uh, back in the 50s when they ran in Converse. Oh, yeah, sure. Shoes. Yeah. Back when there weren't tech shorts or yeah, right. tanks or whatever. Yeah, that makes me uh, think of, I've seen that video, the guy who broke the four-minute mile, and he's not wearing anything high-tech no, at all. No, because no. Just not exist. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you eventually beat your sister's times in a marathon. Congrats. But what made you say, I, you know, I can run two marathons in a day. I can run an ultra marathon. Right. So the marathons are a nice challenge. I also had some friends who had done ultra marathons before. And I think ultra marathons are just anything longer than a marathon. Okay. So a 50K was first, a 50 miler after that. 50 miler, that's borderline two, really. Yeah, it's... Because aren't they 26 miles? Borderline marathons? too much. Yeah. I've never yeah. enjoyed the 50 while doing it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just, I'm surprised I did this and right. hope I can make it without cheating and... But the benefit to running longer is that there aren't younger people in the races. So you finish hmm. higher in the results. I see. Okay. As opposed Why to, aren't uh, the younger people in the races? Because they're smarter? They um, have more to live for, I think. Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. It's only the bitter and broken down, yet still fit, who like to run the ultra marathons. You have more options okay. when you're younger. Yeah. For sure. Right. <laughs> Three miles is way too short now. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you'll end up, you know, you'll end up coming in whatever position there, whereas in something like the Boston Marathon, no chance. 10th right? versus 200th. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. It's yeah. a ego thing, probably. But I don't think you would do an ultra marathon if you weren't competitive. It's true. Yeah. 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 Some people do it for the sites, but I do it for a combination. Right. Yeah. So for all this running, I imagine um, your diet is a carefully monitored. What do you live on, kale? Yeah, great segue, Brent. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my 
longest days uh, usually led to me uh, sitting on my couch browsing coupons on Domino's or Pizza Hut uh-huh. because they have that cheese stuff. Crust. Sounded the best. Yeah. Right. Um, ordering 40 to 50 bucks worth of pizza, mm-hmm. eating until you pass out, waking up <laughs> four hours later, wondering what you'd, you'd just done, which led to my currently biggest hobby, which is pizza. Pizza. Making pizza. How'd that come to be? One of those days when I had woken up next to three pizza boxes. This sounds um, so rock bottom. This, this was, <laughs> I mean, this was rock bottom. Um, I decided that I should save $50 and eat better pizza by making my own. The first 30 pizzas came out terribly, but it, it like something definitely was ignited that led to this huge hobby where I, I mm. guess I'm trying to perfect pizza. Well, my pizza. Had you been inspired by uh, Gus Mueller? A little bit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Gus actually came to our office to make pizza six, seven years ago at our old office. Mm. And they were wonderful. Um, yeah. But he also has a pizza blog that has a lot of really good information for, for people who are just trying to figure out how to make dough and store dough and mm-hmm. where you get the good flour. So yeah, Gus, huge inspiration. He definitely got me onto the oven train. I've got two ovens now, probably overkill, definitely pricey, but it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I throw a lot of pizza parties now, so I'm not eating all the pizza myself. Mm. How many pizzas do you make in a year, probably? I think this year, if I can get the oven going again, uh, because it's been pretty wet recently, mm. I might hit 250. Nice. Not all eaten by yourself, but... Pizza not all and things. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's cool. Any plans to go pro or semi pro with this stuff? Uh, that's the goal for sure. Yeah. Um, I would like in 2019 to sell pizza, a pizza, at least a pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll buy one. At a, at a farmer's market here in Seattle, maybe the Ballard, maybe the Fremont. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got a name for your business? Yeah. A friend who was talking to someone else about the best pizza in Seattle mentioned that my friend Derek's was the best mm. pizza. So that that's your place, my friend Derek's. So that's the name. Um, nice. I haven't bought that domain yet, but I do have derek's.pizza. Uh-huh. Okay. By the time this airs in January, you will have bought that domain name. Absolutely. Yeah. For okay. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And if you need a my friend Derek's pizza shirt. Just go yeah. to Derek's.pizza. Derek's.pizza. Nice. Well, thanks, Derek. How can people find you on the web? I don't tweet as much as I used to 12 years ago. but mm, Back in the uh, golden era. Yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Twitter.com slash D-A Rife. D-A Rife. D-A. I'll put it in the show notes. You can click on it, folks. I'd also like to thank our intrepid producer, Mark Bosco. Say hello, Mark. Hello, Mark. And especially, I want to thank you for listening. Thank you. Music. Music.